Welcome to the Legacy Speaker Show. I am your host, Jasmine Haley, and today's guest is Emily Aborn. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm wicked excited, as we say in New Hampshire. Yes. <laughs> I'm excited for this because it's not a traditional topic you hear often for people who are in the speaking world, and it's such an important one. So everyone listening on why we've invited Emily onto this show. Emily Aborn is a freelance content writer for intelligent, passionate, and motivated women entrepreneurs. She's also the podcast host of She Built This and the founder and leader of She Built This, a community for women entrepreneurs and professionals. Emily is an entrepreneur at heart and has been creating businesses since her first newspaper at age seven. She has experience in running a brick and mortar as well as on online businesses. She's worked with over 84 different industries, a number that grows every week, and loves helping entrepreneurs with a big mission, increase their visibility, connect with their ideal clients, and bring their dreams and visions to life for fun Emily enjoys nerdy word games and puzzles, yes, parading around the woods with her dog, Clyde, and cozy nights in with her husband, Jason. That's so wonderful. You read that <laughs> like a beautiful story. I was like, uh-oh, this is getting a little long, but you read it so beautifully. <laughs> it's great. Listen, we're going to read every single word, okay? Um, I, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to this conversation because... One of the things that we do in my speaking program, my mastermind program, is not only do we help them create their signature talks, and then we help them build a sales cycle in their offers so that they have talks that align with where they want their business to grow. But a part of that is the messaging that goes out into the world, which is why we have to talk about what we're talking about today. How do we take a speaking engagement and create more content? How do we repurpose content? And that is your expertise. That's your jam. Praise you for that. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. So I just want to hear a little bit before we dive into that, such a critical part of what most speakers aren't thinking about. You know, we are a business. This is a business. Tell me what led you into content repurposing and, and content writing. I would love to know what your journey was like. Okay. I know we only have 20 minutes and I could talk about like the repurpose, you know, this topic for an hour. So I'm going to keep this part short. Um, I owned my, my first like real dip into entrepreneurship. Like I had all kinds of things, you know, through my twenties, but I owned my first official business when I was 28 with my husband. It was a retail shop, a mattress store. <laughs> it was very random. <laughs> um, and I was exceptionally unhappy doing the being in the store all the time, being the one to sell all the time. I loved the marketing piece. Loved it. I loved writing sleep blogs. I loved writing the Facebook posts. Like I loved writing the emails. I loved all of those behind the scenes marketing pieces. Um, so I, sh I, as we, we closed the store and we liquidated all of that and sold off the brand. And as I made the transition, I had to figure out what I was doing next. Um, so I started helping people with like marketing and just all, all, all forms of marketing and also doing the actual marketing for them 
by posting things and emailing things. And then I quickly realized like, okay, I don't want to be everyone's virtual assistant. So I honed in just on the writing piece of it. And it, and at first I was worried that that transition was not going to be aligned with like what people wanted, like who would ever pay just for the writing. Um, but many, many people do. And I have a lovely clientele that I work with. So that's how I made that sort of leap from one thing to the other. There are so many messy steps in the middle, but I'm not going to share them all. <laughs> Thank you. We appreciate that. Because <laughs> we got some good juice, okay, that we want to cover during that time. But you did a wonderful job because Thank what you. an amazing, what amazing and interesting and intricate and so diverse <laughs> business journey you've had, which is incredible. I, I'm curious to know why why is it that as entrepreneurs we get stuck with repurposing? Like why don't we think it's an option? Yeah, I think we think we have to like sit down and reinvent the wheel every single time we go to share something. And I do not know where that comes from. Um, yeah. I think as human beings in general, we think like, oh, we have to have this amazing original thought where really like no thoughts and ideas are that original. It's always been done before in some way, shape or form. Um, but I think maybe some of it comes from thinking that you don't want to repeat your message too often or like you're, you know, people have seen it so many times. They've heard it so many times, which is not true because chances are you can post something 20 times and someone will still be like, oh, I didn't know you were doing that event, you know, <laughs> so um, you can't over, you can't over repeat your message. Um, but I, I would be curious to hear, I guess, what you think, too, like when you if you see people sort of bucking against repurposing where that comes from, because I do think it just comes from this idea that, like, we need to be so original and unique every single time we sit down. I I well. How do I feel about it? I feel like it's necessary. It's a it's a way for you to uh, uh, escape burnout, right? And entrepreneurial work is extremely hard. We already know we're wearing multiple hats. And when we don't know how to package our expertise into something that we can rinse and repeat, we're always going to be on the struggle bus of this hamster wheel, right? That keeps yeah, going, yeah. going and it's never ending. And so one of the, that's one of the reasons why we tell people don't become a corporate hoe, right? And speak on any and everything and be all over the place, create a signature talk, create a signature framework, like have your work represent something so that it's easy for someone to be able to refer out to you. And a lot of times, like you just said, we don't think about that. We don't think about like being top of mind for individuals. And the fact that for the most part, many people don't see what you're doing and you have to sound like a broken record to continue to get your message out there. And let me give you another added, you know, on a more like on a more flip side, like totally with the saving time. Of course, we all need to save time and energy and mental energy. It takes a lot of energy to create new uh, content. Um, and at the same time, like I think that when you decide to repurpose to your point, there is this level of like cohesion with everything that you're sharing and you become known for something like you become known for a message and that message it's sometimes people can't even really put their finger on it. But I think we all know the people that are like that person does anything or anything or like I can't even keep track of what they do anymore. When you decide to repurpose, 
you keep that nice level of cohesion. It's understandable. And people think of you top of mind when they're looking for something on that particular topic. So I totally agree. (laughs) Yes. And in the speaking world, so much of it is relationship building. And so much of it is people speaking your name in rooms when you're not there. Yeah. And they can't do that if they have no clue what in the world you do. <laughs> so, so sound like a broken record, people. Broken record, it's not going to work. <laughs> um, so I, all right. So I, let's, for those of us, because we have people who are like at the beginning stages of speaking, intermediate, advanced, let us know what exactly does repurposing mean? Because we dive right on in and we didn't even define what it is. Some of us need to know what that is. Some of us may not even realize we're doing it. So what is it? Okay. So I think I'll use a tangible example. Um, So basically every speaking engagement, every podcast you're on, every blog you write, every email you write, it can be broken down into multiple ways, multiple formats. Let's just use this interview as an example. So Jasmine can take this interview. She can use it as an email. She can use it as a social media post or multiple social media posts. She could turn it into a blog. She could turn it into an entire speaking. I mean, I could turn it into an entire presentation or speaking engagement. Um, So there's different ways to break, either break down your content or just recycle it into something new. And a really like, I'll just give you like one really simple example for my emails. I have started to read my emails so that the people that don't want to read, because that's a lot of people, that's like 50% of people, they have an audio form of that email that they can listen to as well. So that's just, I mean, it takes me two minutes to sit down and record the email and read it. And it's a way for me to repurpose that content. And I'm getting that other half of people that are like, well, I have time to listen, but I'm not going to read it. Yeah. I love that. I tried that once. I tried that once. Yes. Now it's just part of my workflow, you know, like, like, okay, I, I wrote the email. I sit down, I record it. I do them all in like a batch. So it's just very, very easy. Oh, that's so we were talking about batching as well. Our content. Okay. (laughs) I love that. I love that so much. Um, and, and what it, what it is, what I'm also hearing is you are, you could potentially be bringing ease to your life as well as to your audience by Mm -hmm. giving them multiple ways in which they can digest your content. And the other thing is like when you like, um, so for a week, I challenge my clients, like we only need to create one piece of content every single week and we can just keep on tapping into that piece of content. And like I said, like it brings this level to your content that is like, it's cohesive and it tells a story and it's just like this full picture. I mean, it's hard to go into everything in one social media post or like one email and like most topics we could talk about for hours and hours and hours. So it's like breaking that down into a week's worth of content or even a month's worth of content. Like you just get so much more bang for your buck, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You certainly do. And I'm, I'm just thinking now for, for myself on how I've been able to maximize it as a speaker. It just grew my brand as a speaker. Like it put it on the fast track because I was multiplying my voice and my brand in multiple areas. I had a podcast, I was blogging, exactly. I was speaking on stage and I just made my brand undeniable. I didn't wait for someone to give me the opportunity 
I was like, here I am, I'm staking my claim in this specific area. And I think taking that time to repurpose and look at what are some other ways we can digest without destroying our entire personal life in order to do that. I love how simple you put it, just one piece of content a week and then using it in multiple ways. Yeah. And it makes your life, I mean, it's fun. And you get to think about like, what is that thing that I want to talk about this week? You know, that is the, the crux of my message. Um, and let me know when you want to go into like specific examples for speakers, because yeah. we can, I can like, to- I want people to really see how they can do this for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. That was going to be my next question. We're, okay. we're, we, got, we got synergy today. Um, <laughs> so my question to you is, Emily, <laughs> uh, when someone is a speaker, what, and they're speaking on stage, what are some of the ideas that you can think of that they can use to repurpose their content from a speaking gig? All right. I love this question. Thank you for asking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's start even before. Okay. Let's even start before you hit the stage. So for this podcast interview, I sat down and I kind of like created some notes and ideas for myself. Mm -hmm. In doing that, I was like, this would make a great social media post. So like already I'm preparing my outline. I'm preparing what I'm going to speak about and I can use it on social media. I can even tease my audience or or excite my audience by saying like, this is going to be happening. You know, maybe I don't even tell them whose show it is, but I say like, it's super exciting. You're going to want to hear this one. Um, So you can start even before you hit the stage. You can start even before you hit record on your podcast. It's awesome. Um, Then once you, so I've seen people like bring their phone up on stage with them. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you get a recording, right? But bring their phone up on stage with them and record the entire thing. Go back and listen and find like, you know, what you said, where the audience was like leaning in. They were like, yes, they were laughing. What was it that you said that you can repurpose into a standalone social media post? So I'll give you an example. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> or She's dropping them gems, okay? She's dropping them gems, y'all. Like, let me give you an example. So I was recently on a panel event and there were five of us. So the amount of time you get to like share your story, it's short because there's five people speaking. But some of them, I was like, oh my God, I have like 20 more minutes I want to share on this story. So I, we actually did get a recording um, and I transcribed it. But I can go back in and find those like stories that I wanted to expand upon. And like every single one of them is something. Um, And it's amazing. So every question you get asked on a podcast, every question you get asked on a panel, chances are like other people want to know the answer to that question as well. So that could be a post, an email, a blog. It could be a blog full of answers to most frequently asked questions. Um, And then in addition to that, you have stories that you probably wanted to share that you can't, you can't overstuff the, the speech, you know? So there are things that we have to leave out of our speeches and our presentations. And those also make great repurposable content. I actually keep like a little Google doc of everything I cut from what I was going to say, or if I submit a, an article, you know, I have like a whole bunch of, that's the hardest part, right? Cutting things out. Um, So I have a whole bunch of things I cut and I just keep it in one place. And then I use all of those cut things later. So thank you all for coming. (laughs) That's the end. (laughs) (laughs) You better work, Emily. Okay. I love that. I love that. I love that so much. 
and and there's and there's also ways that even if you you're not in the you're in a place where you want to delegate it you can always mm -hmm. hire a contractor to come in record record you i've repurposed so much of my own work from just making sure i hired someone when i'm actually speaking so mm -hmm. i i love that and all those past Facebook lives, all those yes. past pot, you know, like the things that are really like, oh, this was a really popular Facebook live. This was a really popular podcast episode. That's the kind of thing that, you know, I agree, bring somebody in, have them go through because they have that special ear. Like sometimes it's hard when we're looking at our own content. We're like, well, I don't really know what stuck out or like what was the the zinger here. Um, somebody else has that ear and they can go in and find those pieces. They can put them in. I mean, one of the projects I did last year, I went through this woman's Facebook lives and I created about 20 blogs for her out of her Facebook lives. Her lives were five minutes long and she got a blog out of each and every single one of them. So wow. somebody else can hear all of the gold in there if you aren't able to hear it for yourself. Oh, so, so good. So what I'm hearing and I want listeners to be aware of what we're hearing here is that some of us are like, well, I don't do Facebook lives and I don't do no IG lives and I don't blog and I don't write. Well, guess what? Repurposing of your content can work on multiple vehicles. Okay. Yeah. So it is, if it's, if it's not IG and you prefer LinkedIn, repurpose what you got for LinkedIn, right? Like there's no barrier to repurposing and getting our message more out there in, in our industry. And you can also reverse engineer this. So say you're on somebody else, somebody else's stage and you are talking about a topic. You can also take that same exact speech or presentation and do a Facebook live on it. You can even shorten it a little bit. So it's like a little bit more of a teaser and they would have gotten more if they come up to your, if they come to your upcoming conference or the place that you're speaking next. So um, you can abbreviate these things and give people a lot of value in that abbreviation and also tell them like, here's the next place you can hear me speak. Here's the next place you can hear me speak. Oh, love that. All right. So I have my last, my final question has to do with uh, a myth buster. I would love to know what's a myth that you think people have with repurposing content that needs to be bust today. Shoot, I had a good one for <laughs> content creation in general. Um, I that's think that let's do that. Let's do that. If you want to do that, that's totally fine. Let me put my I'm gonna be thinking about that one in the back of my mind. So one I hear often with content creation is that no you can't outsource content creation because nobody can sound like you, nobody can find your voice. And I do not agree with that. I think that like, you know, I often hear you can't create connection if you're outsourcing. If you have a person that can hear your voice and understand how to speak in your voice, which they are out there, it's a skill, <laughs> um, that person can create that same connection and you don't have to always be the one pushing the pencil to do it. I think when it comes to repurposing, a myth might just be that you're going to repeat your message too often. But again, it just comes to realizing that like not everybody consumes content in the same way and not everybody is following you in all of the 50 places that you're showing up. They are likely seeing things for the first time every time. <laughs> okay. I, I get it all the time. Uh, people DM in and say, say, oh, I didn't realize X, Y, and Z was happening. 
or, hey, I didn't receive this. And I'm like, we did actually send that. I mean, we're all busy. Yeah. We have so much on our plate. And when you think about bigger industries, which I'm not going to name them because they're not sponsoring this <laughs> podcast, <laughs> but these other big name retail stores <laughs> that we often go to, they are sending us messages all of the time. All and it's and it will be the same thing. Yeah. Over and over and over and over again. We never question it. We say we we view it as this is what it is. This is what we expect. But we don't do that for ourselves. And at the end of the day, we need more economic bandwidth in order to make a deeper impact. We have to make money. How do we do that? By connecting to the hearts of our audiences, whether it be written, social, whatever, and creating a relationship where they understand what it is that you do, the problem that you solve, whether that be for them or someone that they refer. It could be like for our business. And tell them that again and again and again and again. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. All right. This was such a great conversation. It went by too fast. This was fun. And I yes. agree. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell the listeners where they can find you. So my website, probably the best place to connect with me is just um, emilyaborn.com. And then that way you can find whatever you like to use for social media or connecting with people right there. Awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you, Jasmine. Absolutely. Wow. 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 Listen, I talk all the time about the fact that as speakers, we have to understand we're making an impact. We're sharing our message, but a critical part of that is understanding the business side. And a part of business is amplifying your brand. And how do you do that? Through content creation. You have to solidify yourself out there as the go-to expert in your area of expertise. You can't be shy about that. So know that if you're not sounding like a broken record, you are not doing enough to go out there and share the valuable message that you have that's going to impact the communities that you want to serve. All right, y'all. It's been a great, another great episode. I'm going to see you at our next one. And of course, if you're ever interested in coming to hang out with the Legacy Speaker community, reach out to us at jasminehaley.com and I'll see you next time.